And welcome, everyone, to another edition of the Indiana Football Coaches Association's official podcast. But yet, this is a different one. You might say this is an entirely new, in fact, it is an entirely new podcast, where myself, Coach Dave Baumgartner, along with my podcast partner, Hall of Fame Coach Ted Huber, are going to be discussing the upcoming games for this coming Friday. In this case, for this particular podcast, we're going to be talking about the games across the state on August the 19th, which is going to include uh, the top 10 schools in each one of the classes. And we're going to talk about the different games that are going on there, who's playing who. And we're also going to have a couple of very special guests on this show as we kick this one off. And the first guy up is going to be Coach Dave Land. He's the guy I call Mr. IFCA. Coach Land, of course, has got years and years and years of experience in coaching. He's going to talk to us a little bit about his thoughts on this upcoming season as well as give us some input on some of the games that will be taking place uh, this Friday night. And then uh, we'll take a break and we'll come back and be talking to the executive director of the Indiana Football Coaches Association. That's Coach Bob Gaddis. And Coach Gaddis is going to talk to us about his thoughts about this coming season and, of course, about some of the particular games, especially in the south end of the state. But Coach Gaddis is also going to be talking to us about eight-man football because that's right. It kicks off this season. And there's going to be plenty to talk about as eight-man football or eight-person football comes into play into the state of Indiana. So it's going to be a great show. It's our initial show, the kickoff show for our preview show, which will be airing every Wednesday is when we'll post the new edition of it so that you can tune in and find out what are some of the thoughts and what are some of the biggest games going on across the state for this coming Friday night. So stay tuned. Hang on. It's going to be a good time. Big Cat Promotions is a promotional and fundraising distributor of well over 100,000 products. Everything from megaphones to stadium cushions, player posters, we can give you a quote on any promotional or fundraising item you can think of. Koozies, mini footballs, helmet and locker stickers, Big Cat Promotions has got you covered. So the next time you need or are considering a promotional or a fundraising product, give me, the Big Cat, a call. And we will give you a quote from a number of vendors so you can shop and compare. Big Cat Promotions, 574-551-5916. That's 574-551-5916. Call today. Big Cat Promotions is a proud sponsor of the official podcast of the Indiana Football Coaches Association. And welcome back, everyone, once again to this all-new special kind of show that we are putting in as the Indiana Football Coaches uh, uh, official podcast here. Uh, and, uh, of course, this is um, in addition to the official Indiana Football Coaches Association podcast that we do, which we post uh, every Sunday. So this one's going to be posted on Wednesday and kind of previewing the upcoming uh, Friday night games across the state. So at any rate, I'm going to introduce my Hall of Fame uh, partner, Coach Ted Huber, and he's got another Hall of Famer that he's going to introduce and talk to, and that's Coach Dave Land. And uh, these guys are going to talk, start things out talking about uh, the All-Star Game, at least kind of summarize things and uh, that have happened over the last two or three years with the All-Star Game, and then we'll move into talking a little bit about the preview of the upcoming games for this Friday night. So, Coach Ted Huber, Hall of Famer, take over. All right. Here we go, David. We've got, uh, we got the All-Star Game, which has been different the last three years, right? Uh, you're, uh, you're involved in the all-star game. You've been involved in it forever and, uh, you're still involved in it. So, uh, go ahead. I know that you've done a lot of thinking and a lot of planning about this. So 
jump right in, David. Okay, thanks, Ted. And first of all, I want to say thanks to both you and Dave for doing these podcasts. I think it's been a great addition and really supports the Indiana Football Hall of Fame, Indiana Football Coaches Association, and the Football Hall of Fame. Thank you, Coach. Uh, you're, you're exactly right, Ted. Uh, you know, ever since we've had the COVID situation, why the All-Star game has been uh, quite a bit different here. The last uh, three years, we weren't able to have the game in 2020, and that was a big disappointment because, you know, there's a group of seniors that did not get to participate in the game, did not get to participate in the activities and meet other players and and a group of coaches, many of them who did not get to coach in the game, and that's a lifetime achievement for many of them. So very disappointing, but we really had no control, and it was something we, you know, we just had to do. Uh, the next year, 21, we really uh, kind of got off to a slow start because we were having trouble figuring out whether we were going to be able to hold the game at all, and even in Marion County, and then finally uh, – we just decided to, well, we weren't going to be able to hold it. Down. We weren't going to be able to practice at the university. So, the uh, stepped up, and uh, they did a great job of hosting this. Uh, it was uh, not quite the turnout that we'd like. Uh, it's always nice to have the game in Marion County, I think. Ted, you were involved when the game was in Bloomington, and I think you've noticed a definite uh, uptick in attendance once we moved it up to Marion County, and so it's always good to have it there. But we did have a good turnout. We had a great game. Uh, you know, it was, and Anderson really stepped up and, and did a great job. Uh, this year we planned on going back to North Central High School because Paul Logan uh, obviously had been involved with the game for 35 years. He was a AD at North Central, and unfortunately he passed away due to some COVID compl- complications. So we wanted to go back there, but they had some construction going on this year and was going to eliminate about 50% of the parking. So we just felt like, uh, and Andy Elkins, the AD, he concurred and he said this is what Paul would want. He would want the game to be about the kids and the coaches and everything, and he didn't want to have a distraction. So we did move it to Ben Davis. Jason Simmons stepped up, did a great job, him and his staff there. We had a really good turnout, probably one of the better turnouts we've had in the last four or five years. Uh, it was a good night, uh, and everything really went well. So, you know, we're looking forward. To, uh, we, we plan on going back to North Central next year, giving everything at least uh, for a year or two to, you know, get Paul back recognized and things like that. But uh, certainly uh, I would have no qualms going back to Ben Davis either. It was a very nice situation. So... Yeah, and we had we had uh, the Shriners back, right? We did have the Shriners back. Uh, they were with us a number of years ago, uh, uh, and uh, just uh, got away from it. They got some new leadership and got some different things going on. But uh, they reached out to reached out to Bob Gaddis uh, last winter, I guess December, January. Wanted to see about getting involved. They used to sponsor the. Uh, their big event was the circus there in Indianapolis, and uh, they haven't been able to hold that uh, anymore uh, just because of certain issues with animal rights and everything like that. So uh, they they really jumped in and gave us a good boost, and uh, we're, I think Bob and I are going to be meeting with them here in the next couple of weeks just to kind of review things, and I think they're excited. 
and want to try to be continued so hopefully we can uh, keep things going there with them but that was a nice jump for them to jump in and help us uh, it's a great organization too they do a lot of good and uh, it's great to be affiliated with them no question well, Dave and, and Ted knows, you know, when we used to have Camp Riley, we always took the players down sure. there. Mm-hmm. So the camp there, and, you know, that was just such a dynamic interaction, seeing sure. these players interact with those kids who have handicaps and disabilities. And uh, so we did that. Unfortunately, I think, Ted, what we have a couple of families that came up from hospitals. There's no actual shrine hospital in Indiana. But uh, right. they bring a couple of families in to uh, interact with the players and the coaches. And so hopefully, I think the Shriners, and hopefully we can expand on that next year and get a few more families in there to, to Yeah, the kids, the kids, they came to they came to practice. And the kids met them. And, uh, you know, they the Shriners, they were – the core of Shriners were there. So they're planning on expanding that uh, next year. And I'm sure they will uh, with the new leadership. So – uh, the you know the All Star Game. Uh, it's interesting that uh, what we're doing here with a podcast. Uh, the idea started with uh, covering the All Star Game. The first podcast we ever had was 1967. <laughs> That's right. Okay, and it okay. was uh, Shelbourne was was the guest because Dave Shelbourne was a quarterback in the game. Right. Right. Okay. So anyway, uh, you know everything kind of runs. Uh, together here, uh, the IFCA is, is the most important organization that we've got. And, uh, you know, we're just, Absolutely. we're just excited about it. We're excited about you, uh, helping us out here a little bit. Uh, you know, you've lived in Muncie forever. How long you lived in Muncie, David? Well, I've been here since I uh, graduated from Ball State in 1969. I've been here ever since. So, oh, you know, <laughs> figure that out. I've, really my second home although i still love noblesville but it's really like my second home so okay so uh when we're when we're talking you know the the whole idea of our guests uh we hope to have people uh that talk you know from different regions all right so basically uh you live in muncie and uh, muncie is uh region five okay the uh the guy that does most of the talking for region five is bob bridge yeah. And uh, Bridge has got a, a daughter and her family in town for the next couple of days. And uh, they came in from Oregon and he begged off a little bit here. But mm-hmm. uh, so uh, we, uh, I told him uh, that's okay because uh, uh, we'd rather have land anyway. Yeah, uh, you know. <laughs> yeah the duck room's going to be busy here for a while. No question about that. Yeah. So, yeah. He thought that was good. But yeah. uh, anyway, uh, as you look at, uh, the Muncie area. Have you thought any, uh, you know, I kind of put you on the spot. Uh, you know, the, uh, what, yesterday I talked to you uh, right. about this and uh, kind of put you on the spot. So uh, uh, what have you come up with? Well, I brought out the Bible, Paul Condry's Indiana Digest. There you kind go. of leaf through a few things there, you know. And so mm-hmm. I, I think in Region 5, uh, you, you about have to start out with Eastbrook. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, Jeff Adamson won his 300th game last year. He's been very successful. He was inducted into the Hall of Fame this summer. Mm-hmm. And uh, even though he loses some talent every year, he's still got uh, a good program going there, a feeder program, and, and keep, people are really excited. So I think 
it'll be interesting because they go up to Huntington North for the first game. They they handled Huntington North pretty easily last year. Uh, it's a you know it's a big school, uh, you know four A versus two A, but uh, and I I think it'll be interesting to see what Coach Prescott has been able to do. They're going to be playing in a new stadium up there. They've got a new stadium, uh, and I hear I've just seen. I hear it's beautiful. I hear. I'm sorry, Coach, but I just I've heard good things about it with a couple of my Huntington Connect. That's just beautiful stadium, beautiful facility. So good for Coach Prescott and uh, Huntington. Yes, it is, and I, I, you know, I, 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 I wanted to try to get up there and visit Bob at the stadium, but I just haven't been able to do it. But I've, I've seen it from the road when under construction, and he sent me some pictures. So it, that'll be a great night for the people at Huntington, and it'll be interesting to see. Uh, how Bob has progressed in his program uh, uh, and see. But that, that should be a good uh, good game for an opening night for both those schools. Mm-hmm. Uh, Monroe Central, I think, you know, has, has been very successful here. John Horstead has done a great job there with that program. Uh, so I think it will be interesting to see, uh, you know, what kind of season they had. They lost some talented kids last year. They had a senior class that had been together ever since uh, – uh, junior football and everything, and uh, and they've been quite impressive. So it'll be interesting to see uh, how he continues on. Uh, I'm anxious to see what happens there at Muncie Central. They've got a new coach, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Coach Centerville. He's actually a senior graduate, coach with Bob Hurley down there. So they open up uh, with Delta, which will be a, probably a tough opener for him. Uh, Delta's got some kids coming back. and but I'll be anxious to see um, how, how the coach does there at Muncie Central. I, I, what little bit I've heard is that he's getting some kids out and they're working at it, and so I'd really like to see that program get going. You bet, you bet. Uh, I think Yorktown's going to be a little bit better this year. Uh, the, the thing between Yorktown and, and Delta, both are in such a tough conference. To, with New Pal and Mount Vernon, you know, it's just a, it's a, those two teams right now. But uh, hopefully they can both get off to good starts uh, and uh, see how they get going this year. I, I think you also have to look at uh, some schools like Tipton. Tipton's been successful uh, last oh, yeah. two years. They have a strong program there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eastern over Greentown has been pretty successful here the last couple of years. Uh, I'll be anxious to see what happens with both Mississippi and Marion. Uh, I think Hill uh, could be relatively strong again this year. They started off well. They they ended up uh, the season with a winning streak, but then they got beaten the sectional. But uh, they have a good running back, uh, and I know this because my grandson tells me coming to Taylor next year, so he's excited to see how <laughs> But I think, you know, there's a number of programs there. Be able to see what North, uh, North Miami does. Uh, there's just a number of programs there that I'll be anxious to see, particularly in that conference uh, with uh, Miss Cinewall, Blackford, Madison Grant, Franklin, mm-hmm. Elwood. They've all got – some of them got some new coaches and everything, so hopefully we'll see some improvements there and everything like that. But uh, – uh, Region 5, I don't think, really has the big dominant team like you find down in Marion County or Hamlin County with the Carmels and Ben Davises and Center Groves and 
people like that, but uh, they have an awful lot of good uh, uh, mid-sized schools that play good football and, and, and traditionally have done pretty well. Uh, Absolutely. So uh, mm-hmm. it'll, it'll be interesting to see what, what happens there. Yeah, they've got a good organization there in Region 5. They, uh, uh, you know, they have uh, several meetings a year. They have uh, they bring in speakers, and uh, it's just it's a good group, like you say. And of course, Jeff Adamson's probably the headliner, as yeah. you pointed out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's a it's a they they work very hard at it in the off season, like you said, Ted, having some meetings, bringing in some clinic speakers, and having some little mini clinics, and and I think that's really helped all these programs in the long run because coaches are working at it year round, and that's what it takes today, as you well know. Absolutely. Coach Huber, anything that jumps out of you as far as it goes to the middle of the state and some of the big games? I think uh, uh, Coach Land did cover a number of the uh, uh, teams yeah, that are well, we're expecting big games. Know, the, the big, big games probably, I don't know. Uh, you, can, you can always look at the six A's because they're going to run into each other. Right. Uh, you know, and, uh, you know, I did a little survey. Uh, yeah. A balance of power, I, I named it. Um you know, since I don't have a day job, I got all kinds of time. So, uh, balance of power in, uh, like for instance, in six A, the top ten teams, eight of them are from the south, which that doesn't surprise the people that know, right? right I mean, right. you got you got Marion County people, you got the, you know, you got the mix. Although the mix lost a couple guys uh, a year ago, Carmel and and uh, Center Grove, we got three independents there now because mm-hmm. of Indianapolis uh, Cathedral moving up. Right. And then you got the Hoosier Crossroads uh, with uh, Westfield and Hamilton Southeastern and Fishers and all those people. Right. And so that's where the balance of power, if you will, mm-hmm. uh, that's where it is uh, in 6A. Right. Now, interestingly enough, 5A is just the opposite, okay? Uh-huh. There's seven schools or eight schools in the north in 5A and two in the south. Oh, wow. Who would have ever thought about it? Yeah. You know, if you think about it. But when you go to the region up there, you go to the region, and that's where a lot of the 5A schools are, okay? Yeah. So you start with Maryville going down from 6A to 5A. Mm-hmm. And then you got Valparaiso, you got Chesterton, right? Okay, you got uh, you know you got the people that uh, all those people, and uh, you got. Don't forget I'm about uh, um, that bunch from Penn under uh, Corey's direction over there. That's a pretty good bunch too. Yeah, well, those guys are six eight guys. Well, yeah, okay. I know, but they're in that okay. play all play together. Yeah. Yeah. Go all ahead. Right. I'm sorry. So. As far as 5A is concerned, I was looking uh, Michigan City. Uh, oh, they're yeah. in there, and uh, Valpo uh, opens up with 10, Chesterton. Uh, so it's, I just thought it was interesting that, you know, a sure. balance of power. Yeah. Now, if you, if you go further, 36 to 24, uh, the ranked teams out of the, uh, you know, 60, uh, 36 are from the south. Okay. So I'm not sure what that is. You yeah, know yeah. what that means. But Across all I six do classes. Know this. Yeah. I do know this, that there are a lot of 5A teams. One of them is Decatur Central. Mm-hmm. 
who are turning cartwheels right now because you know who was in their who right. was in their sectional. Right, right. Uh, Cathedral was in yeah. their sectional all the time. So mm-hmm. now they're not. Cathedral's in six A and so uh, you know, even though there's only two teams in five A uh, in the South, Decatur Central's one of them. Uh, you know, uh, gosh, you know, if things go according to plan, uh, they may just walk right into the semi-state. So right, 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 right. Well, Ted, Dave, I'm uh, uh, I'm going to a game Friday uh, at Noblesville to watch Mount Vernon play at Noblesville, mm-hmm. and I think it's going to be a, a great game. Noblesville's opening up their new stadium. Oh, uh, a couple of tracks. It's a beautiful stadium, a beautiful press box. Uh, they're anticipate, anticipating a really big crowd, which I'm sure they will, because Noblesville fans always turn out. And Mount uh, uh, Vernon's coming off that state championship. And ironically, Noblesville went to Mount Vernon and beat them last year in right. the very first game. Yeah. Kind of a surprise. <laughs> That's so, right. I don't think, I don't think uh, Noblesville will sneak up on Mount Vernon this year. I, no one yeah. I don't right. think that's going to happen. Probably not. Uh, the other thing, yeah. Ted, I'll say, I just, I just was reading about this, and I, I, I didn't realize it happened until after the fact. Uh, ben Davis, Carmel, and Westfield got together in a three-team scrimmage last last weekend. Mm-hmm. You know, most teams are two teams, and they, they really seem to like it. I'll be interested to see Reading the comments from all three coaches, they were really pleased with the way it went. And mm-hmm. well, I'll be interested to see if maybe that won't piggy tail into some other teams doing the same thing because I think it kind of, you know, mm-hmm. takes away a little bit of the monotony of just two teams, and particularly if one's kind of overmatched, you never know. It's hard right. to find those games. So mm-hmm. I think it'll be interesting. I think it's a good idea for those guys to think about that, and it'll be interesting to see. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, it's interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah. All right. Well, um, Coach um, Huber, Coach Land, uh, anywhere else we want to go here as we um, wrap this uh, segment up? Well, here? I don't know. We got you know, we've got Dave Land. We need to uh, we need to get all the information we can from him. Uh, you got anything else for us, David? Well, by the way, how'd you, how was the uh, how's your golf game? Uh, it's better <laughs> now. I've moved up a centipede. I don't care what anybody says. Right. <laughs> I'm up for pars and birdies, and I'm having fun. So I don't care. So, there you yeah. go. About the last week, I'm having I'm having fun. So okay. I, I'm anxious to get the season started. I've got me a little schedule here. With some games, I, different games I might be able to try to go see. You know, on the Friday nights, and mm-hmm. uh, I think it's just good to get out and. And, and see these games. And I, I think we're going to see some of the attendance to get back the way it was. You know, uh, you know, we saw better attendance last year, I think. And, yeah. and based on the all-star game and some of these scrimmages from what people said about tennis, I, I'm hoping we're going to get some good crowds here and get people back into the business. So absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. All right, All right David, we appreciate it. Hey, thank you. guys. appreciate it. Good job. Right. Keep up the work. Thank you. All right. All right, all right, coach. Hey, you, you may get you may get a C sharpie this weekend. I know. I'll be looking for him. I'll be looking <laughs> for him. Okay. Sure be. Yeah, I'm sure he will be. All okay. right. Thanks all right. so much, coach, for being with us. We appreciate okay. it. Thank you. Thank you. you. Bye. We'll be back with more of the podcast. We're going to be talking to the executive director of the Indiana Football Coaches Association, Coach Bob Gaddis.
right after this message. Big Cat Promotions is a promotional and fundraising distributor of well over 100,000 products. Everything from megaphones to stadium cushions, player posters, we can give you a quote on any promotional or fundraising item you can think of. Koozies, mini footballs, helmet and locker stickers, Big Cat Promotions has got you covered. So the next time you need or are considering a promotional or a fundraising product, give me, the Big Cat, a call. And we will give you a quote from a number of vendors so you can shop and compare. Big Cat Promotions, 574-551-5916. That's 574-551-5916. Call today. Big Cat Promotions is a proud sponsor of the official podcast of the Indiana Football Coaches Association. And welcome back, everyone, once again to uh, our first ever kind of pregame show. I know we've had dozens of podcasts. I think we're somewhere close to 80 of them that we've done so far. But this is really the first show that we've done, what we call the pregame show, which will air every Wednesday, talking about the games coming up uh, for this coming Friday night, in this case, August the 19th. Uh, We heard from uh, Coach uh, Dave Land. And now we've got the executive director of the Indiana Football Coaches Association, Coach Bob Gaddis, and uh, Coach Ted Huber, Hall of Famers, both of them. And uh, we're going to be talking to uh, Coach Gaddis about several things. And, uh, Ted, I'll let you kind of lead the discussion as usual. Uh, you can kick uh, things off uh, with Coach Gaddis. Okay. First of all, and more importantly, Bob, how, how did you hit him today? I hit him pretty well. I had a good time. <laughs> I played with uh, – it was it was a pretty good day because my quarterback from 1986, Chad Waddell from Danville, called me and asked me to come play play golf with him. So I really enjoyed the golf and catching up about our teams teams from those years. Mm-hmm. That's, That's great. great. That's good stuff. Yeah. All right. You and I, when I called you, and we you know kind of put you on the spot a little bit, but uh, you're heavily involved right now with the uh, eight man football, and uh, so why don't you fill us in on uh, what's happening? Well, you know, this has been a pipe dream of the IFCA. You know, the idea for us is that we want to create an opportunity for more kids to play football. Uh, we want to be able to create some new programs and maybe save some struggling programs that are having number issues. So this year is a pilot. The IFCA is in support of that. And with this pilot this year, we're – we're still hoping for six schools to play. We've definitely got five. Uh, Kurt Tittman, the head football coach at uh, Fort Wayne Snyder, mm-hmm. has been our chairperson and leader in, in this and has done a tremendous job. But we've had a lot of other guys jump on board. Justin Dixon from um, Decatur Center, who's now our second vice president, is going to host a couple of the events. And we've got an inaugural scrimmage this Friday uh, with Waldron and Irvington, I believe. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Indianapolis, Irvington. And then the next Saturday is the one I'm excited about. We're going to get all six teams at one site. Cater Central High School is going to host that. Oh, wow. And we're going to have a scrimmage rule. Scrimmage, mm-hmm. it won't be really a jamboree, but we're going to match up some different teams during that day mm-hmm. to let them play each other. And, and uh, you know, eight-man football is a, is a national federation-sponsored sport. Every every state around us already plays it, so the officials have rules for it. All we do is make the field a little bit smaller and, and play the game. So we're excited about it catching on. I think once that other other smaller schools see that we have it and the success that it generates, it's going to be tremendous. And a real and a real uh, short side story on that. I talked to the coach from 
Coach Burton from uh, Waldron the other day, they had a, you know, they're starting, they've never played football there. They had the newspaper come out, did, did a nice article on them, and then actually Channel 13 News was even there. And I said, hey, when's the last time Channel 13 went out there? Well, <laughs> yeah. So uh, it's, uh, it's a good thing. It's going to get kids involved, and I think it's going to take off. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I tell you, when I was down at the state clinic there, of course, I had a chance to talk to some of the coaches from Michigan uh, there, and I saw some tape on uh, the eighth man games. And I tell you what, it's uh, it's an exciting form of football because it's it's high scoring. And uh, uh, well, they were th- the one teams that I saw were throwing that ball all over the field. So if you're into that kind of excitement, uh, it's it'll be an exciting game to watch. I think that's exactly what you're going to see. You're going to see some contact and uh, a lot of, lot of good athletes. And what some people, what I've learned about about eight man, you know, they play nine man state, but actually you play six man out west. But there's a lot of uh, athletes from those programs that play in Division One football. Right, right. Well, I know that one quarterback that I saw. He can definitely play Division One that uh, out of Southern Michigan there. So no question. So again, Kurt Tipp has done a tremendous job leading with that. He had so we're pretty excited to get kicked off this weekend. Sure. Well, that's great. That's good stuff. All yeah. right. Well, um, Coach uh, Huber, uh, we want to lead ourselves into um, some preview of uh, some of the things going on in the southern end of the state with uh, high school football this Friday night. Well, first of all, let me continue on with we started with David. Uh, uh, I did a little survey okay, since yeah. I don't have a day job. Uh, <laughs> I got all kinds of time. Um, and to see north and south, uh, as far as uh, how it's set up for the tournament, how many you know people in the north, how many people in the south are in the different classes in the top ten. Uh-huh. Okay, in the top ten. Interestingly enough, and it's not a it, this is not a surprise. Six A, it's eight to two south. Mm-hmm. All right, there's eight teams in the south, two in the north, in the top ten and six A. That's that that makes sense because that's where all the that's where all the six A schools are. That's you amazing. know, in the Indianapolis area. Yeah. Okay. Now, interestingly enough, five A is just the opposite. There's eight north and two south. Mm-hmm. That was kind of a yeah. I didn't I didn't quite understand that. All right, so we get down to 4A, and we got 7 to 3 South. Now, okay. I'll tell you how come I thought of this is because Mike, I was talking to Mike Guevara, mm-hmm. speaking of South. Yep. Um, Mike's down there wading in the <clears throat> Ohio River down there. Yep. And, uh, uh, you know, he said that because he's involved with the memorial program, with the Evansville Memorial Program. Right. Mm-hmm. And so he, um, you know, he, he said uh, there's, there's a lot more in the south than there is in the north. So, anyway, overall, uh, I think the the three A it's five five or two A I guess five five. But overall, it's thirty six twenty four uh, south. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now I don't know what that means. Okay, if I told you, Mister Dadis, okay, that they were in the top ten of the six classes. There are thirty six from the south and 24 from the north, what would be your first thought? Well, my first thought is that the line's drawn with Indianapolis in the south. Right. That's, that's yeah. what yeah. – <laughs> and if you took – I'd be interested, Ted, when, you, when you're bored against them, and if you take Mary County out of the equation, um, 
what happened because right. uh, you know once you get out of Marion County and think and you take Fort Wayne and, and that the region out of there you know things are pretty spread out you know right. it's, when you're looking at that's an interesting number you gave me because when you look at the south like in region 10 where I'm at we've only got one 6A school and that's Columbus North right now we're, we're heavy with some 5A schools we got a lot of a lot of smaller schools but you know, and then you go over to the other corner where you were talking about Evansville, and there's, there's prime. We used to think of those Evansville schools as big schools, and those are not primarily four and five A schools. Right. Right. The, uh, you know, it's uh, it's always amazing to me as, as you get into the tournament, um, how many of those teams, you know, once you get past the sectional, now it's just south and north, and I always like to compare, you know, how many southern teams advanced and how many northern teams advanced to the to the semi-state round of state. As a matter of fact, Mark Hoffman and I, the old coach at Valparaiso, we used to kind of make those uh, comparisons. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, that's pretty interesting, Ted. Pretty interesting. Yeah, you know, 5A, uh, I do know this, that there are 5A schools, and Decatur Central is probably the, the number one. Uh, you know, that's one of the one in the south, uh, uh, Decatur Central, but they are turning cartwheels because Cathedral now is a 6A school. Right. Sure. Okay. And so um, the 5A schools uh, have a, a new lease on life, if mm-hmm. you will, mm-hmm. you know, uh, because, uh, you know, it just, uh, this just the way it's been with, as far as Cathedral is concerned. Right. Well, so, there's, an, uh, there's a new sheriff in town in that 5A too with Merrillville stepping down into that class. So that could uh, yeah, they, change, uh, change things too. Merrillville has been uh, – you know, moved down to 5A, and actually Maryville and Chesterton right. from the north up there moved down to 5A, and and Maryville and Andrean uh, opened opened the season. Uh, they remember last year we were talking to Chris Skinner from Andrean Day, mm-hmm, yeah. and uh, you know I he said well his first game was with Maryville, and then somebody else, and then Grand Rapids Central Catholic, and. I mean, those white. Oh yeah, yeah. Leader, you know? <laughs> uh, Chicago Bears. I mean, you know, they had yeah. a line up there. Yeah. You know, and you know, so, Ted, that uh, that five A's we're just talking about. That you know, I always see that was my route a lot of time when I was at Columbus East, and I would always look at, and I'm looking at it again this year in five A. If you look at the the South, there's a lot of really good schools in the North in five A, some traditional programs, but when you look South. I think it's wide open. Yeah, I mean, yeah, looking, yeah. right now, the, the number of schools that have, I think you and I, I said this earlier, Ted, that now you kind of look at the solid program that we're watch the next two or three weeks to see what they really got. But mm-hmm. I really think it's, it's really wide open. Like you said, now the cathedral's up and Ron Copley's down, yeah. and New Pass down. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, you know, that, that changes that changes the uh, the five A landscape a lot. Oh yeah, yeah, it does mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah, the two the two south the southern teams in the five A are are uh, uh, Whiteland is the other one. Okay. Whiteland Cedar and Whiteland mm-hmm. uh, are the ones in the top ten. Yeah, yeah you know I I get to see them up close and personal several times in my coaching career, and, and I'm going to go watch uh, Columbus East play Whiteland this Friday. Right. I know Darren thinks he's got a a really good group. He's got a lot of kids back. So 
he he's very excited about the year. I know that. Yeah, he was talking to me about, uh, you know, cause I would say, and, and you know better than I do because you coached against him, but I would think that he, his teams were always hitters. Is that oh, right? Yeah, yeah very, very physical. And, you know, it, that's the brand of ball they play. You know, the thing is that right. Whiteland's going to run the football. So when mm. typically run the ball, you become a much more physical team because of the way you practice. Right. Yeah, and he uh, and and he said that this is the best hitting team he he's had uh, after the scrimmage. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, that's like oh, that's yeah. a pretty good. <laughs> that's pretty good. So, he, he thinks he's gonna be, he, and they're gonna be pretty good. I'd say they're so gonna be good. the the Olympians better buckle their chin straps, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. Come Friday night. But that's become a, a really good game for us. And this may be, for some reason, I heard it might be the last year that we play them. So that's, that's too bad because that's oh, really? that was a been a pretty good opener uh, for is the that, years. And we played a number of times in the tournament. Is that yeah. going to be because of the conference or because of what, why why is that game going away? I don't really know. Oh, okay. I don't, I, okay. I don't, I don't know. I just, I just, like I said, I just found out the other day. I was a little uh-huh. surprised. Yeah. Uh, Hmm. Pretty good. It's going to be pretty good. Uh, but I, uh, that'll be a that game will be a good indicator of of what's going on in the South because, um, you know, Bloom, the Bloomington school is going to be strong. I think coming out of there, both of them think they're going to be right. pretty. Yeah, they're both and, ranked. And then your old stomping ground, um, Ed. You know, Castle's all. Yeah, so yeah, Doug oh, yeah. thought he'd be good. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, I think it's just wide open. Yeah. And stuff. I think it could happen. Well, modern days um, down yeah. there. Modern day will be. Snorting too, as usual. So, there's you a, know Columbus North opens up against uh, Decatur, Decatur Central. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, yeah. <laughs> you coach at uh, Columbus North, right? It's yeah. kind of there's new two new sheriffs in town, really. Yeah, yeah. Columbus, yeah. right? I mean, yeah, that, that's right. They got a tall test for him the first time out, and it'll be uh, it'll be interesting. I'm not sure where that game's at, but I have I've I've heard. Uh, the guys that have seen Decatur this summer, like in all the seven on sevens and eleven on elevens, said that they're, you know, they're always pretty big and physical, but they're also very athletic this year as well. So that's wow. going to be interesting to watch them in the. Yeah. <laughs> any other well, thoughts? At, go ahead. Go ahead. Tom. No, go ahead. Well, I'm just go saying. Ahead. Any other thoughts, Coach Gaddis, down in the south, as far as it goes to some people all across all six classes? Is there anyone pop out in your mind? Is uh being someone that, uh, you know, maybe hasn't been there you before know, or is this traditional? Well, I'm not sure about have, having not been there before. You know, I know and, and when Ted asked me to be on this, which I, I really appreciate, you know, the thing that coming out of the jamborees and scrimmages, whatever whatever guys are using now for that first test, right. you know, mm-hmm. I've always said that teams make their most improvement between, between that week and week one and week one and week two. So, mm-hmm. There's going to be a lot of things shuffle around. I think right now you got to look at a lot of good programs. Uh, right. When I when Ted was talking about Ted, how did that how did that break out in four A? Who's got the most? Uh, the South four uh, A has got seven to three South. Oh, okay. Yeah, and four A is four A is loaded if you look right. at it. Right. Yep. A lot of good football teams and. The one from our region that's always solid, I think they're pretty – they got a lot of kids coming back this year is East Central. Uh-huh. You know, they, they play down there in that corner where not a lot of people hear about them. Right. Um, and they, they should have a good group coming. And I think they'll kind of wait for the 
the new pals are on Follies and Mooresville and them kind of knocking. It could right. be becoming. Um, yes. Yeah. And Lawrence. They had a heck of a year a year yeah. ago, and they got beat by Mount Vernon. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Mount Vernon beat him uh, probably in the semi-state, I would mm-hmm. imagine, you know, yeah. one step before. So, uh, you know, Vince – and, I, you know, I just uh, – success – for one thing, a success story for Vince Lighty. Right. Oh, yeah. 20-some mm-hmm. years as an assistant coach. Right. 20-some yeah. years. And, of course, he's a coach's kid. You know, John, yeah. the field's named after him at Castle. Right, and uh, he's got over 200 victories down there and two state championships, and then he gets a gets finally gets a head coaching job, right. and gets his uh, gets his doors blown off by Nobleville right. first week, and then he wins 13 in a row or 14, <laughs> yeah. okay, and wins the state championship. Right, and uh, you know I'm going to toot his horn a little bit because uh, I watched you know, the all-star game and he was the head coach of the South in the all-star game. And, uh, right. they, he took a group of kids in four days and what he did with them was really un- kind of unbelievable. Mm. Okay. I mean, got them all going in the same direction and um, the practices were crisp and it was just, I could see why, you know, I could see why, uh, he was successful down there. Right. No question about it. Mm. So, uh, but it, you know, Lando's going to go to Noblesville this week and uh-huh. uh, watch Mount Vernon play. So uh, that's one of our games uh, uh, in uh, 6A. Our other game would be Brownsburg and Ben Davis. Oh yeah, well that'll be okay. that'll be uh, right. John Hart is at Brownsburg and they're ranked fourth, and Ben Davis is seventh. Yeah, uh, you know, of course. Uh, uh, Center Grove is, you know, at the top of the list there, but uh, they got Warren Central, and so that's another good game. But oh, yeah. uh, so, uh, and we got Maryville and Andrea uh, oh. as far as the five A. So those are we're going to take three teams each week, uh, three games each week actually, and and ask the coaches uh, if we can call them if they win, and uh, call them on Saturday and get them on tape and. Uh, you know, or the just, Sunday show. It's just a lot of fun to yeah. me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, those are some good, good. Those are some good traditional programs playing that that first week, and that mm. we said you're going to find out. You know, find out what you've got, what you need to get better at. And again, to your point with 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 uh, Coach Lighty bringing Mount Vernon through to all those wins after that first loss. You know, you uh, mm. you kind of get your kids' attention, especially when you play good football teams that first week. So it'll right. be. It'll be interesting. I'm I'm looking forward to it. And again, Ted, when you're not when you're not actively boots on the ground anymore, it it's uh, preseason. I think goes pretty quick when you're just. Oh yeah. As coaching, I was in, I was talking to somebody today about that today that um, I really enjoyed coaching preseason. You can see a team starting to come together now. Now they're all going to go under the lights, and everything's going to start rolling very, very quickly. Right, Coach, very- I, want, I want to get your opinion on something we talked about in our last podcast that was air, we posted on Sunday. Uh, I think that there's a real trend in you being one of those kind of coaches, Hall of Famer, winning state championships and that kind of thing, for um, really good, solid programs to go out and look for the best possible competition, game one of the season, game one. Yeah. 
And I think there's yeah. a real trend like that because, you know, some of the colleges, like they schedule Eastern Bolivia or whoever they play to play them just for a warm-up game. That doesn't happen at the high school level, I don't think. Not in this state at any rate. Well, I think it's, I think it's a good to do that. To oh, play yeah. Good people. If, you know, you got to play good people to see, to see where you are. Absolutely. Because anymore with the – with the important, you know, our tournament is one of the best tournaments in the country. In my sure. opinion, I'm biased. It's a tremendous tournament because you can, you know, it's, it's your everybody's in. Mm-hmm. You know, the teams that are playing well are going to win, and it's, you know, inevitably a lot of the good programs going to make it through. But each year, I think we're seeing more and more solid teams, Developed. you know, do well in the tournament, yeah. and that's because they've done well during the regular season. Like right. this competition, you don't yeah. you don't backdoor it anymore. You right. don't really backdoor. Yeah, I agree. I agree with you. Yeah. So, all right, Coach Huber, any other thoughts? Yeah, where we want to go? Here? Yeah, I got I'm you. I'm here in Southern Michigan, and we, you know, we we're kind of behind the times here, you know, as far <laughs> as reception is concerned. We got uh, you. We got you. You're back. Here, but uh, anyway, um, you know, as we look at. Uh, I was I was going down to the to the three A, okay? Yeah. Uh-huh. Gibson Southern uh is ranked number three in three A. And it's interesting, Bob, that uh the tired went down to three A and all at once now they got eight votes this week for being the best team in the state. Um uh, so uh, you know, uh I made a, a joke one time and I don't think some of the guys that coached at Chicago thought it was funny, but uh, you know, they talking about Chittard, and I said, well, you know, he coached, oh, I know, it was uh, Swanee Camp, uh, uh-huh. Chuck Swanee Camp. I said, it was just like all those other guys that coached there, they won a state championship, mm-hmm. okay? And then they go to the public schools, and they don't win state championship. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> they didn't think that was funny. You, I probably, you, probably, didn't, you probably didn't yeah. make a lot of friends. Yeah, yeah really. Yeah. You know, it's, uh, so, I know that it's uh, – it's a tradition that, and it's uh, it's an unbelievable tradition from the outside looking in. There's several of those, there's several of those schools in our state, but you know as well as I do that there's a lot of those parochial schools that, um, you know, athletics is important as, as as you know they're great academic schools, but athletics is still very important. So oh, yeah. the, right. mm, the art sure. kids, it, the amazing thing is I haven't read the the preseason about them yet. I, I normally can, can find this, but I would, I would be real surprised if they don't have well under over a hundred kids in their program. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. I would, I would guess there might not be anybody else in three, a football that has that. So they're going to have right. a lot. It'll be interesting to see how it plays out. But again, they're going to, I'm sure their schedule hasn't changed. Right. So they're going to yeah. pretty, pretty tough schedule. I, that, that reminds me you know, of the year that Evansville modern day, in two A went zero and eight and, and made it to the semi state. They right. were one game, one game away because <laughs> of the tournament that they played in. But anyway, you're right. You know, and Gibson Southern. I don't know what to expect. Somebody said they saw them at a at one of those seven on seven things up in Indianapolis, and that they were very solid, even though they graduated all those kids. You know, they're, mm. they're, they're doing, Nick Hart's doing a great job down there. But another school I'd like to to uh, comment on their success from our region has been Lawrenceburg, you know, oh, yeah. Coach K- he's done a great job down in Lawrenceburg. And, mm. and, uh, that's a good, that's another one of those good football towns. Oh yeah. It's just, 
you can just kind of count on them being being good every, every year. Yep. Started out with meter. Remember that? Oh yeah. Oh, absolutely. Dick was- meter started out with state championships down there, and yeah. But Ryan Kanega has done a great job. Oh yeah, we have we've so had far. him on the show before. Yeah, he's a yeah. he's a great guy. Yeah, yeah, and he's an old East Central player, and I think there might there was talk about him going back to East Central at some point, but I don't I don't think that'll ever happen. I think he really knows he's got something special there, Lawrence Durgan. And I saw him up up uh, this summer, and he thought they'd have a have a pretty good group again. So yeah. I'm gonna to those guys too. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Hey, you, you know, Danville, you know, your old school, Danville's always, you know, uh, Jamie's done a great job there. Uh, Comer, uh, Tri West is big again. And of course, that's right next door to Danville, right? Um, yeah, that's their big rival. Yeah, you know, that's, that's their big rival. Mm-hmm. Dad, and, uh, Dad, the guy that I played golf with today, that, that after we sat down and started talking a bit about football, it immediately went to the Tri West game. That's oh what, yeah. yeah what, <laughs> always remember that you're right. Those are again good, great football. I think he said he thought, heard they were going to be Danville's going to be pretty good right. uh, again. This, and James done a great job at yeah. 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 yeah, he really has absolutely. And of course, you know you, you go to you know you go to two and you got Andrean at the top and Chris Skinner. Uh, did a great job up at Andre and I we interviewed him after yeah. the state championship and uh-huh. he could not hardly talk. He, he it, was so emotional. It, it has and to it, be Ted, it has to be the most emotional interview that I think yeah. I've ever been involved in where right. I mean he was just so overwhelmed and so thankful to his school and his players and just the, uh, you take a picture of humility and that and how he approached the winning of that championship was just it was heartwarming to to be around it. So it was neat. You're right. Yeah. Pretty yeah. good. So, you know, the other, the other team in their modern day, Mike Gable, I, I just happen to always take a look at when the season, before the season starts, I always like to look at the wins that guys have that are actively coaching. Mm-hmm. Right. Because oh, yeah. if they, they get a, <laughs> if they get a milestone win, I like to send them a little note or something to congratulate them. Sure. I think, I think coach Gable's at 249 wins. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but he's, right. he's been at it for a long time and, and uh, sure. has had a lot of success. Um, and, you know, th- they're going to be solid coming from the South. You oh, know, yeah. the, the team, I don't know, that you have to do a little bit of homework, Ted, on and teams around here. The team that I heard has a bunch of kids back in 2A is Triton Central. Ooh. Okay. And, and yeah. Coach, Coach Abel, you know, has right. he won a state championship, I believe, up at East Noble. Right. Correct. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. Right. He he's got you know you talk again about programs and good schools. I would watch. I would I'd be interested to see how they do. You know if, mm-hmm. if they stay healthy and, and move along, and uh, they might they might be a team that makes some noise by the end of the season. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Brownstown Central, you know uh, Reed May, who's oh, yeah. another one of the that won a, a lot of football games. Mm-hmm. This is their you know they they been up in three A. Right. Now they're back down to two. So I, right. I know if this is a real experienced team for Reed this year, but you know they're going to be solid once that turn comes around. And oh, I yeah. think they're, I think they're in the same section as Triton Central. Mm-hmm. Yeah, modern day plays in the you know the Southern Indiana Athletic Conference with all the Evansville schools, and 
and Castle, and now they added uh, what Vincennes and Jasper to it. Right, right. Uh, so uh, they play in that league down there, and he opens up this week with uh, Evansville Central, modern day then. Okay, and, and uh, I was talking to Mike Savara because uh, he's the authority down there in Evansville, and he <laughs> and he thinks that, uh, of course, he's a memorial guy, but right. uh, he th- he thinks that uh, modern day will put it on Central. So oh, really? We'll see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I probably mod- shouldn't have said that because he'll get yelled at. Right. <laughs> Yeah, I heard that, uh, well, you know Bob Stevenson, my old friend Bob, yep. you know, who coached with me at Wright, played at Wright, coached with me there, and then he's now moved to Phoenix. But I, I talked to him today, and he keeps close tabs, talks to a lot of the guys at Wright still, and he said that, you know, modern day played Wright in that uh, scrimmage last week in the modern day's defense. You know, mm-hmm. you usually talk about modern day's offense. Right. He said our day's the word is our day's defense is very good. Oh. Mm-hmm. Well, he, so he moved to Phoenix, huh? Yes, he did. He's out there. Uh, he's he's enjoying. He said it's it's a little bit. It's not quite as hot today. It's only ninety eight. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> cold, I used to see him a lot when through. I you know lived down there. So yeah. mm-hmm. of course I knew him from uh, actually I knew him from Indiana. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, but, uh, yeah. Well, uh, you know, it, you know, it's just it's good to think about different parts of the state. I think uh, next week, uh, as I think uh, Scott Bovenkirk is going to be talking about the South Bend area. Uh, we're going to try to get uh, uh, Dixon from Decatur Central to talk, and uh, also we will have. Uh, uh, I can't think. But anyway, um, I tried to move it all around. And uh, it's, you know, the, the whole idea of this is that who's playing who, but the whole idea is that we're talking Indiana high school football. Right. Yeah. And it's just, uh, you know, I, we, I just can't talk enough about it. Right. Uh, because, you know, as we, as we said, we said in our meetings and everything that the caliber has, uh, has, continued to rise in Indiana. Mm-hmm. Uh, now we are someplace where all the biggies come and recruit. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it's just, um, you know, it's just amazing uh, what the coaches and the kids are doing in the mm-hmm. state of Indiana. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, and, and, it, and when we talked to, and I just listened the other day to the interview that we had with uh, Robert Falcons and, mm-hmm. and uh, Commissioner Knighties and, uh, you know, they were talking about uh, uh, how they get calls all the time about how in the world can you have 316 people in a tournament? Right. Yeah. You know, I mean, uh, other states are just, uh, you know, they're just envious of what we're doing here. Right. So, uh, you know, I can't tell you how much I appreciate what you do. Absolutely. Uh, it's what a job you've done uh, since you, uh, you know, you were uh, uh, assistant to Dave Land and, um you know, now you're the head guy, and uh, you know, just we just uh, we just continue to go. Well, the organization is just so well run and so tight, and the communication's good. Uh, you know, it's just uh, it's just great to be around it. And uh, Coach uh, Gaddis, you guys do an incredible job uh, running the whole show. Well, I appreciate that. You know, and I will tell you this: that you know, you, you hit on a lot of those guys' names. That we're so fortunate because. 
you guys know football coaches are, are willing to share information mm-hmm. and, and that's the, the, the strength of our, of our associations, our membership. Right. And we have so many guys that have stepped up in the leadership roles in our state and, mm-hmm. you know, just take things and run with it. And it's, uh, it's amazing. It's amazing to sit back and watch what guys do and, and how, and how many talented coaches we have in this mm-hmm. state and watch work. It Absolutely. really is. Absolutely. And, our, and the bottom line is our student athletes are fortunate to have them, you know, mm-hmm. so the back of the beginning of the show, you know, I, I'd like to see more kids get that opportunity and to play football and, and, uh, you know, make sure that, you know, they, they understand that football will allow multi-sport athletes. We just want kids to play. Oh, absolutely. So you guys do a tremendous job. I appreciate you having me on here. This is, uh, this is pretty cool. I think I, 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 as a matter of fact, I talked to, Coach Bovenkirk today. He told me he was on next week, and I, uh, mm-hmm. I'll let him know how it went tonight. There you go. Okay. <laughs> All right. You know, one of the best things that uh, we did, I don't know, I always like to say we, but uh, was was to get the past presidents involved. And, uh, like, for instance, Kurt Chipman is one of them, right? right? And he yeah. took the uh, go-ahead with this eight-man football. Jake Gilbert as far as they, the charities are concerned, and there. just Darren Fisher, and that's on Fisher. down the list right. of all these people that uh, were pe- yeah. presidents, and now they're uh, still involved in the organization. Mm. And, uh, I, you know, I'm prejudiced, but uh, without question, it's the best coaches organization mm. in the state and uh, maybe uh, in the Midwest. Absolutely. I don't know. Mm. I you agree know, that. And, you know more than I do because and you travel and around and go to all those meetings. Yep. And you're you're being very humble because you're one of those past guys that still does a lot of work in the association. We're lucky to have you. You know, Bob Prescott's in there doing that. We just mm-hmm. got so many, so many guys that Jason Simmons, you know, runs the All Star Game. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just it just goes on and on and on. With yeah. the guys yeah, Bridge have- drives you crazy, but uh, you, you know <laughs> he he what he does is uh, you know he just he's always there. Absolutely, I mean, can, you know. And he's very, very involved in this Hall of Fame uh, transition that we just, you know, uh-huh. yeah. that we're doing now. So, uh, yeah. yeah, you're right. I mean, it's, uh, what a, you know, I just feel very uh, appreciative of uh, being able to be a part of it. No Absolutely. question about it. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, thank you very much. Hey, thank uh, you, Coach, for being with us. And right. uh, yeah. um, it's going to well, be a great season, and I'm sure we'll uh, – I'll be knocking on your door again and uh, get you back on the show for some more um, input from you. Yeah, I love, no question. I love, I love to talk football. I don't have to, I don't have to sit here and watch a bunch of tape anymore, so I can I can just sit <laughs> back and have ideas, right? Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Right. Thanks again, Coach, and have a great evening. We'll be back right after this. Big Cat Promotions is a promotional and fundraising distributor of well over 100,000 products. Everything from megaphones to stadium cushions, player posters, we can give you a quote on any promotional or fundraising item you can think of. Koozies, mini footballs, helmet and locker stickers, Big Cat Promotions has got you covered. So the next time you need or are considering a promotional or a fundraising product, give me, the Big Cat, a call. And we will give you a quote from a number of vendors so you can shop and compare. Big Cat Promotions, 574-551-5916. 
That's 574-551-5916. Call today. Big Cat Promotions is a proud sponsor of the official podcast of the Indiana Football Coaches Association. And welcome back, everyone, to our Fisher first official uh, preview show here. Uh, and again, as we said, this will be posted every Wednesday as we talk to uh, coaches from around the state and discuss uh, uh, upcoming games. And, uh, uh, Coach, we talked about a lot of different things and covered a lot of different ground here tonight uh, with this inaugural show. And there's nothing wrong with that at all because uh, we're talking to really, uh, in my mind, people that are giants in Indiana high school football and Dave Land and Bob Gaddis are two examples of that. Yeah, no question. Uh, you know, Dave took the helm early, uh, 35 years. He was, uh, at the head of the, and then, um, you know, Bob took over. He was Dave's assistant. Bob took over and he, mm. he's taken it to another level. So, uh, we're very fortunate that they're both, both, uh, involved. Absolutely. No Absolutely. Well, I tell you what, we got some big games, and we'll be uh, putting that show together on Saturday, and it'll uh, uh, show up on Sunday, where we're going to get a chance to talk to some of the coaches uh, that uh, win uh, those big games. And uh, we are—we certainly don't know who that is yet, but when we do, uh, we're going to get them on tape and be talking to them. So we want to wish everyone the best of luck the first week of the season. It's exciting for everybody. I know we're all buzzing up here in Warsaw. I know that we got a number four team in the state coming in for Friday night. And I know that uh, the the excitement and the competition uh, is just going to sweep across the state for everybody. So we wish everyone the best of luck. And we certainly hope that uh, you have uh, enjoyed the show. And uh, uh, Coach Huber, there's a guy down on the river that, well, he's maybe a little bit higher than that now. I'm sure he is looking down on it and has to be smiling as we open up a brand new season. No question. He loves it. He loves it and he loves to. He just wants to be with football people. Absolutely. So that, that, that's what we do. Absolutely. It sure is. So we want to encourage everyone, uh, you know, we, fans, people that listen to, get out there and support your team, support your coaches, support your players and uh, coaches. Just keep doing all the great things that you guys are doing out there. Uh, you know, striving to build not only good football players, but build good young men. So we thank you so much for all your hard work for getting that done. And everyone have themselves a great uh, weekend as we kick off the 2022 season for the Indiana High School Football Coaches Association and for Indiana High School football across the state of Indiana.